remember I had lasagna. How do you want that cooked? Not too cooked for bloody as hell. You want me to hold the chicken? I want you to hold it between your knees. And to drink. Ta-da. Peru. This is Bill. He's been a waiter for three years since he left Penn State. He had to get work. He likes the town. He paints toy soldiers and he's getting it. Give us a bottle of your fine champagne. Lunch Podcast, uh, the podcast where I literally go out to lunch at restaurants that are open for business and share an afternoon meal with some of my favorite entertainers, be they comedians, actors, uh, writers, directors, musicians, anyone who's making a go of it as an artist here in this world we all walk on. It is the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. It is episode 46, 46, my lunch with Sam Tripoli and Jason Tebow at Bob's Big Boy in Burbank. Uh, I had a phenomenal time with these two guys. We will get to the episode post-haste. Really quick, I wanted to share the news that the Grabbing Lunch podcast is now part of the Sexpot Comedy Network, which which is very cool. I'm happy to be a part of the family. Sexpot Comedy is actually um, the comedy collective of Adam Caton Holland and Andy Jewett. They are the gentlemen that brought you the High Plains Comedy Festival in Denver. Uh, Sexpot is sponsored by Sexy Pizza and Denver Pain Relief Clinic. So, Sexy Pizza, Pot, Sexpot. It's the Sexpot Comedy Network. So, if you are listening to me uh, on their portal, hello. Welcome. So happy to be a part of the family. Sexpot Comedy. I'll look him up. Okay. Um, with that, Sam Tripoli is a phenomenal comedian. And both these guys, both Sam and Jason, are regulars at the world-famous comedy store on the Sunset Strip. So any given night, you can always come to Los Angeles and see them there. You've also seen Sam Tripoli on The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. They are also the co-hosts of the Punch Drunk Sports Show, which is the number one sports-related podcast in, I'm going to go ahead and say, the world. The Punch Drunk Sports Show, you can look that up at punchdrunksports.com. It is Sam Tripoli, Jason Tebow. And uh, just to make it easy to see who's who at the table, Sam Tripoli who can be found at S-A-M-T-R-I-P-O-L-I on Twitter, at Sam Tripoli and SamTripoli.com. This sounds like this. Like, 13-year-old girls are artistic terrorists. They've caused, they've waged holy jihad on arts and intellect, okay? They have destroyed what we worked over for centuries of human beings. 13-year-old girls have taken down, completely dismantled, and we now worship useless human beings. I can almost see Sam saying that at a pulpit. Somewhere, somewhere. Uh, SamTripoli.com. Okay, uh, my other guest and the uh, co-host of the Punch Drunk Sports is Jason Tebow. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at the team. T-H-E-T-E-E-B. The team on Twitter. Uh, also, like I said, he's uh, been on Comedy Central. You see him at the Comedy Store all the time. And uh, Jason Tebow sounds like this. That might be the new, like, you know, they're like, you're having a midlife crisis when you're, like, in your 50s and you buy a Porsche. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the one to click below that. Like, the 40-year-old version is like, I'm just going to get a bunch of tats now. Or dare I say, get a tattoo of a Porsche. Something to think about. It is the Grabbing Lunch podcast. Guys, you can go to grabbinglunch.com, see pictures of my guests, uh, link to conversation topics, listen to previous episodes, keep the conversation going in the uh, comment section on the on the blog. Be a part of it. It's all going down at grabbinglunch.com. And hey, if you're feeling cheeky, why not make a donation while you're on the page, uh, plus a portion of every donation goes to support the LA Food Bank here in Los Angeles. It is grabbinglunch.com. And um, if you have access to the internet um, while you're at 
where all your typing in URLs. Go to mattknudsen.com. M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N. Um, drop me a line. And by line, uh, just an email. Uh, it's grabbinglunch at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys. I get all your tweets. I get all your comments. And uh, I appreciate you being involved. It's a Grabbing Lunch podcast. New episodes come out every Saturday, including this Saturday Episode 46, Sam, Triple E, Jason Tebow at Bob's Big Boy in Burbank. It's a lot of alliteration. Let's eat. That's fucking podcast. Hey, guys, get me back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, Fuck hang it. on, I gotta go use the... And then you just, got, I gotta go take this call. Now I'm with this fucking guy. This guy. <laughs> Steak and eggs for this. Get out oh of town. Oh, my God, it's all the coke I got left. Hey, guys. <laughs> what do you Are mean? What do you mean she's pregnant? <laughs> anyway, so I'm back, guys. This is going out live, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually doing an episode, and a woman's like, she's like, is this, happy? Is it, is this going out right now? And she's like, no, it... Yes. Yeah, what do you think this is our waitress? Yeah. This is actually going. This is on K Rock as we speak. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kevin and B, and we're doing it. It's so interesting because, like, podcasting, it, it like still has not filtered in to like small cities and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's like it's 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 there for the diehard people who actually take advantage of the internet, right? Like, Which I'm, is a lot of people. But it's not like, not as much as you would think, yes, dude. Yep, yep, For yep. some, that's so accessible yep. with so much information. And virtually free. Yeah. It's for the most it's part free. And I mean, let's not go crazy. Sam's I mean, actually pouring in at Jason. Dude, yeah, he's on his, he's working it out. Well, because I was just, I didn't it's mean true. that. No, I mean, no, content is free. Yeah, I'm kidding. You're yeah. Right. yeah. You're right. I mean, you can listen to Joe Rogan's show right now right, or 100%. any other podcast you want. You can search hundreds and thousands of podcasts for totally free, yeah. and it still has it. Like people like I don't young know about kids this. are wired. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. But yeah. I mean, no I, censorship and free speech, and I mean, I don't know. Play it by ear. When you say young kids are wired, I, I mean, I was in upstate New York doing do a, a, a really good comedy club, and I go to a crowd. How many people here have cable? One person raised his hand. Wow. Really? Yeah, and it's just like. As accessible as the internet is, just pe- I mean, people just don't want to work to go find content. Right. That's why everyone's always like, the, the radio's dying. It's like, you really underestimate people's laziness. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't... Never think- underestimate people's laziness. Yeah, That's your like, first mistake. Just press a button, turn on, and you don't think you drive and someone does... People just like that. Yeah. People yeah. don't like to have to, oh, God, point, press this one. And, like, even my Bluetooth into my car, right. that takes me going, boop, 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 pressing buttons and actually making it load and all that. Meanwhile, you're doing, like, 75 on the yeah. 101. Okay, where do I got to? 100%. Oh, God. 100%. I do that, too. I, I, like, you get, you get a text and you get that beep and you're like, well, I, I probably shouldn't. Okay. Yeah, of course. I'm going to hit a red light soon. That's actually how you make sure that you hit all green lights is have a text to return. That's what Sam always says. I just said that, dude. He says that all the time. You ever know? I can't get get a fucking red light. Yeah. The light never turns red. Oh, I just spilled hot coffee in my new stuff. (laughs) Green light, green light, green light. Yeah. Like it's a wonderful life. Oh, Mary! Look at all green lights, Mary! You're so mad that you got home, like, early because you got all green lights. You're like, I couldn't even return a text. Oh, great. Now I have more time with my family. I know. This is bullshit. You know what's worse than being 30 minutes late because of traffic? Being 30 minutes early because of no traffic. I know, right? Right? You ever get somewhere early? Like, oh, what am I going to do for 30 minutes? Yeah. How about all the texting you were trying to do in the car for drivers? (laughs) (laughs) You got here safe and early, and you're like, God. I'm just gonna sit in my car and sweat. I know. Yeah, I do I'm that too. I'm gonna stare at things. Or you like what I do is I have like I have a notebook that I keep in like the back pocket behind the passenger seat, and if I'm driving, I'll like jot a note down or like if something because there's something about when you're driving, you've done it so much you don't need to think about driving. Yeah. You can think about everything else in your day. There's something reflexive about that. I think it's like right brain, left brain thing. So I'll sit and like look at notes that I've written to myself or jokes or just like don't forget to call Randy and you're like eh, yeah. you know. What were we what talking about last night? Like drunk driving on horses. Do you think people <laughs> were drunk? 
driving drunk out of oh, horses. Had to be, had to be, had to be. Oh, yeah. And his horse has to be like, where are we going? Hey, back, whoa, 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 where are we going here? No. You're not taking me off a cliff, are you? I have a bit that I just started doing because my friend's sister got a DUI on a horse in Montana. What? Yeah, she got a DUI on a horse. Really? And basically the, 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 the through line of the joke is, do you realize how drunk you have to be to get a DUI on a horse? Everyone looks drunk. The on doesn't horse. the horse have to be drunk? <laughs> I would think the horse Just would have to be drunk take too. Take me home, Silver. He, oh, no. he knows what he's doing. That's oh, why you ride a horse or a bike. My friend got a DUI on a bike. But I've had that, you, that, that's happened to a buddy one too. But yeah. where are you riding that cops can find you being drunk on a horse? I don't know. You're like Missoula, Montana. You like ride your horse to the bar and tie it up. Like, all right, Trigger, let's go in for really? a belt. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah. There are just places where just technology just hasn't fucking caught up. Gotten the mix yet. <laughs> hasn't gotten yet. the mix yet. Place where you can get DUIs on horses. Yeah. They don't care about the internet. No. They stuff jam boxes. They don't have cable. Only one person has cable. Yeah. Not for Everyone the beat over my house. I know. Super Bowl, my Guys, house. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Yeah, game We're watching around. the big fight, but it's like Ali Foreman yeah. from like 77. Right. There's just one genius gambling on it. <laughs> just cleaning everybody out like, he's never wrong, man. Day's never wrong. <laughs> he's got ESP. He's ESPN. talking about a space shuttle's going to blow up. Whatever. <laughs> that actually happened on my birthday. Really? January 28th, 1986. Wow. Yeah. I brought cupcakes to school. And then we were all like, oh. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, good. good. How are you? Great, thank you. Good. Long time no see, right? Long yeah, time, long time no, see. no see. In the parking lot. Exactly. Yeah. What are you guys drinking? Coffee, iced tea? Um, I could go for a coffee. That would be great. Yeah. I would like a coffee as well. Uh, I'll take a, can I get a coffee and a Coke? Yeah. Can I get a yeah, water? Yeah, water. Free, free, free waters. Awesome. Do you I have a special feeling. Time no, see, just a joke. No, Sam, he used to finger her. Wait, okay. no, no, no. Right, we, we, okay. we got Come here. On, I'm gonna children look, this. To this. Really? Okay, I edit that out. I'm gonna go take a phone call. No, just, we got here a little early, and <laughs> she was outside. When no, uh, Sam was like, "Hey, let's walk around the building a couple times." Ah, yeah, there's cool. only one entrance to this place. I tried to go in the back. So, oh, you tried to go through yeah, the kitchen? Yeah, it's an emergency exit. Yeah, emergency exit. But you we like went this that. way because we saw a bunch of people sitting over there like, oh no, that's not the end. that's Starbucks. <laughs> so you had to go all the way around to the front. Ah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, around in the back, that's where like on weekends they have the classic cars. Oh, really? It's like the restored cars. This Bob's Big Boy is like the destination for people who bring their cherry cars and park them in the back. Oh, and they really? walk around, look at them, and hang out. Is this yeah, one of like, like the original ones or something? Because yeah. it looks old as shit. Yeah, it is. I, uh... I love those old cars, Me man. Too, I mean, dear. you could never drive them now because they just chug gas. Right. But I wouldn't mind like a really, like when I get a little cash going, so a nice, like black. Actually, I like red, but I'll get pulled over left and right. Sure. But a black GTL, like oh. the old like oh, 75s. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those are so yeah. nice. They like fix yourself. You yeah. Know? I would it's like, like a, to get into that. Yeah. Awesome. Working on cars. Me too. Oh, oh, should I say more at all? <laughs> well, like at all counts as more for once. Uh, I, yeah. I, I guess just, <laughs> for <laughs> once ever in my life, I would like to change my own tire for once. Yeah. I, I can count do as all more. that. Yeah, I can do all that. I would just. Well, the thing is now, it's not like you can just go down to like the parts store, and be like, give me a couple spark plugs. Like everything's computerized now, and it's basically gotten to the point where you just hook this system up and it does. Diagnostics on your on your engine and tells you what's wrong. Yeah, yeah. The days of you like popping the hood and knowing what's going yeah. on are just like. Well, nope. you don't have to. That's true. I like think you like, used to have like our fathers or whatever. They used to. I, have I to thought know you didn't know shit. your dad. I'm saying you for you guys. Okay, cool. Uh, but for you guys, I mean my dad, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I just assumed he was good with cars. <laughs> yeah. I hope he was better with cars than he was with his kids. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, if you don't have that written down, Jason, please write that down somewhere. That's that is a rich. I wish we had that recorded somewhere. If only, if only. If we were only in your car, we could grab that notebook. <laughs> Call Roger back. Uh, uh, I think. What they do, though, I think that China still makes old parts. Yeah. yeah. So that the, you could keep building those. I think when people redo cars, that's the cars they do. I agree. Nobody's like, man, I'm just going to spend the weekend working on, you know, my Prius. 
Yeah. Gonna soup up the Prius. Right. Gonna drop a 350 in there. You know what I'm saying? Maybe give it some hydroxin back. That would be funny to take a Prius and just do the complete opposite. It's the least eco-friendly yeah. car that there is. Yeah. Put like, you know, a huge engine in there. Monster truck tires. Uh-huh. That would uh -huh. be great. It smashes other Priuses. Uh -huh. Well, at least they're trying to make, like, green cars sexy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're, they were so unattractive before. Yeah, no matter how you slice it, they always look like something like Nick Youssef would drive. You gotta have something that chicks wanna like, like get in your arrow. car with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, all the first point. electric car was, uh, uh, not the zip car, but, uh, God, I can't remember it. But they, yeah, that went away. It looked, it looked like uh, a doorstop. Do you know that you... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just, I, don't, I don't know. Not so much. I mean, look, eventually, the jig's gonna be up. Eventually, there's just not gonna be any... Unless we go like Mad Max and there's just no gas and that's what everybody... Well, they said that's 60 years away, which I'm so excited about because I will be dead and yeah. gone. Yet another reason not to have children. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want my well, that's the whole thing. Do you have kids? Nah. Well, the whole thing is like, I wouldn't mind having kids, but then it's like, what are you putting them into? Do you like, guys want kids? Nah. It's so interesting because you would be a great person to have a kid. Yeah, yeah, we you need would more be a great of you. <laughs> like my nice. friend Matt Notes does him and his wife are great people. Would be. They don't want to have kids. Yeah. It's like, no, we need more of you. Right. Yeah. You guys less of everybody Thanks, else. Man. We need I, like people like us need to that. not breed. No, right. but I need a kid. <laughs> yeah. You don't need My a kid, kid will be a ninja. <laughs> I, I'm dead serious. As soon as my kid, boy or girl, in gymnastics, learning karate, right out the gate. But it is dressed in black pajamas, the works. Yep. Yeah, I only have kids when I'm on TV. This is the only time I have children. Right? Yeah, in real life, I'm not I'm not a father. I'm an, I'm an uncle. I have like nieces and nephews, and I really like it a lot. But you just, we've been married for 10 years, and it's not it's not the hand I felt so like I was So much. I mean, it's all encompassing. Jay. What? It's all encompassing. You're yeah. just a dad now. You're just right. constantly trying to keep something else alive. Other than yourself. Right. You I've said this the... before, but a friend of mine has, like, two kids, and he said, children is just giving the world another way to hurt you. And I was like, whoa, that is, that is deep and true. And... Every male comic that I've talked to that has kids, it's like, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one of them. Fuck, dude. Not even I've male never comic. met one of Every like, person. This is God's blessings. They're Every all like, person's like, yeah. don't do it, dude. Right. Unless you're like, you got a nanny or that kind of, I got well, friends and nanny. Yeah, yeah, if you got like a, a lot of money, right. then it's like, then, but that's not even like, then it's like parenthood is great. It's still just not that bad right. if you're like super rich. You're right. Because you can hire someone else to do all the shit you don't want to do yeah. and you get a little bit of private time. I have a, I live in Santa Monica. It's a very wealthy area. And I've said it before, but I, I go and I run and I walk around the neighborhood and I just watch people that have hired other people to raise their yeah, children. It's Mexicans like pushing white walk or, you know, It's Mexicans and... pushing white kids in strollers. That's <laughs> what it is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Whoa! Something happened. About the coffee. Our waitress is wearing a Dodgers uh, uh, bandana. Are you? Uh, what's your team? You got Dodger blue on, but what's your team? Dodgers. I'm Dodgers. Dodgers too. Do you go too. games? Uh, I've gone to a handful. I actually did a podcast at a Dodgers game with Carl Hess and Nick Rutherford. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. cool. And Jade Catapretta. That's uh, great. Yeah. Oh, so we got that. Dodger dogs and hung out in the stands. I love going to Dodger games. Me, Me too. Super Mexican. It's way better you than the television. It's and it's great, dude. I mean, I took a. I took a. This is how. This is how Mexican Dodger games are, and I love Mexicans. This guy has a tattoo. Wow. He had on his face. Yeah. Had a, I'm, well, I'm a huge Dodger. I just, I just Dodger. Got the, the, the hat the other day. It's a great. Uh, it's a great game, man. This guy had a Casper the Friendly Ghost, like kind of just scribble tattooed on him. Like, wouldn't you go like if you're gonna put K 
Casper in front of goes, when you get detail done on that, yeah. just tell your buddy, like, hey, whatever, man. <laughs> this shit works. He fell asleep and his buddy just tatted that on his face. Well, also, too, there's such little detail to the illustration of Casper. Yeah. It's you just guys a, need a minute? Uh, I think we're ready. You guys know what you want? What do you want? You know what you want? I know what I want. Yeah. I'm going to do a, a turkey club with uh, fries. On sourdough. Uh, white or what? On uh, white. Do you want to add avocado? No, nah, that's okay. okay yeah, what are you thanks. doing, T-Bow? Uh, can I go steak and eggs, scrambled, wheat toast, Hash browns, home fries. Hash browns. Thank you. Oh, man. I'm just going to go a regular cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Actually, oh, make it a hamburger with mushrooms, please. And what's my choice on the side? Thank you. Hold on. Do you want lettuce, tomato, and onion, too? No onion. I thought you were going to say, like, you know what, just make it a hamburger, but add cheese. Yeah, I'm not going to go with the cheeseburger. That's just... these cheeseburger. I'll take a hamburger with cheese or a cheeseburger. No. Uh, fries, please. I can't stress that enough. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, Megan. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I was going to get another tattoo, I would get Hervé Villachez, like, on my... I'm thinking shoulder. about getting one. Yeah, tattoo. Of I have tattoo. one here. It says "Crime Fighter." <laughs> that was my first CD. Uh huh. So I think the next one I'm gonna get is my area code from home. Okay. Oh, the three eight five six zero seven two two what? Don't know why I want to do that. I actually would like to do more. I just I'm wondering if I'm at an age where it's like, what am I trying to hold on to? That I might be the this. new like, you know, they're like you're having a midlife crisis when you're like in your. 50s and you buy a Porsche. Oh yeah. Like that's the one to click below that. Like the 40 year old version is like, I'm just gonna get a bunch of tats now. Dude, I see people walking around with very regrettable tattoos. I know the best They're one like, that I've ever I'm seen. I'm 20, I'll always be into insert tattoo. I know the best one I've seen. There's this guy in Venice Beach who just like head to toe tats, right? And he's like a tattoo artist. And right where his mustache would go, Right here was the word pussy eater. Oh. Right across. What did, who's inviting you to a wedding now? Who's oh. inviting you anyway? Anywhere, this dumb guy. Yeah, I like to see that. Why You're like, is, why is that? Com profile. You, like, there should be anything here. I used to do a joke about it. Like, I was talking about how, like, I saw a kid who was 20, tatted all the way up to the top of his neck. All the way up. Yeah. I'm not, and I was like, 20? You don't know who you are at 20. Not at all. Well, you like now, two seconds later, you're gonna hate. Like, if I was got tatted at 20, I'd have nothing but Megadeth and Tiffany Amber Thiessen from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yeah, yep. Not her name, her illustration. Yeah, just yeah, pictures yeah, yeah, of yeah. her. Smiling, crying, doing weird stuff. I saw this girl at the 99 cent store in, uh, in Culver City, and she had a swastika on her right arm. But, and this, I'm sure it was years later, it, she did a circle and a line through. Oh, yeah. Plastica, as if she's like, I hate Nazis <laughs> so much. Of Here's course. how much I hate him. It was just like, this was my thing. No, this is not my thing. Yeah. It's just like, you know what? Pay for whatever tattoo just removal. Just over it. Oh, it's just. you got to go over so, that. I want to get it was red. The, the swastika was red. And you're like, oh, my God. That was like a terrible boyfriend, like that neo-Nazi oh, boyfriend, like, and then they broke up, and well, she's like... I have this theory that women go through stages, and whatever oh, stage God. they get pregnant in is the stage that's stuck in for the rest of their life. Wow, that's pretty profound. Yeah. They go, you know, because just women like to, like, they like to just test all the different kind of guys out there. They go rocker guy, black guy, you know, neo-Nazi guy. He's dangerous. No one likes a safe guy. Yeah, and then yeah. whatever... Whatever, yeah, too, when they get paid, <laughs> look who's came back to daddy. The assistant manager at Staples this is not looking so bad. And whatever what? they get pregnant in, that's the stage they're in for the rest of their life. Yeah, I believe that. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I ever would want kids. Five? You don't want kids? No way. Never. Okay. I don't, like... Everybody that has them has this same sort of, oh, thank you so much. I think I'm has almost the same separate. sort of thing of like, yeah, man, it's really, you know, you never can sleep. All your money, you're constantly broke for the rest of your life. 
they turn on you. They, you know, you're spending your entire, you've dedicated your whole life to keeping this thing alive. And then they turn on you. You know I what I mean? you don't appreciate having children until you're in your 60s. Yeah, and that's way too that's long. That's grandchildren. Yeah, that's why I read a study and it said basically, uh, Central Casting. Central Casting. That's what a, a uniquely Los question. Angeles question. Um, I'm sorry. I I'm not from don't. this area of Los Angeles, so I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, have you asked our waitress? They might know. Um, sorry, I, I don't know. Good luck. Yeah, I need it. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure what other city you would be in where someone walks up to you, because we're on the patio, uh, the sidewalk, walks up to our table. You're and you know central cast in there? Almost like, like you are central cast. Yeah. Almost look like a magician from like the 50s. Oh yeah, yeah. there's some Harry Potter of, stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, a lot of like 50 necklaces, yeah. wearing leggings and black nail polish. That was like the thing where you're like, well, I don't, I can't really help you out, love, but good luck. Thanks, I need it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? You do well now? I don't know if there's that level of self-awareness. Thanks, I need it. No, no. There's something about, there's like, there's always jokes about guys who refuse to grow up. Peter Pan. You know, and there's this dorkiness to it, you know, like, the guy who's like in his 40s who's still in the comic books. It's like, like, grow up. Right. But yet, women that there's, that's never applied to. Like, if you walk into a woman who in her 30s has teddy bears and stuff on her, on her bed, you're like, this is normal. This is not good. <laughs> <She's> totally fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're but you like, never, like, they never I know, get you know, I, When I walk into the, their room and there's, like, teddy bears all over their bed, bedroom and stuff like that, I always go, ah, oh, this one's going to be easy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought like this like was going to be harder, harder safe to crack. Yeah. By the time you get to the bedroom, you're pretty much... Got the green light. It's like, well, teddy bear, I gotta go. Right. It's like, no. No, I see, that's how we're yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm all in on that You're one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, too. Well, I've been married for so many years. It's been a decade since I tried to get a woman to like me. Oh. Yeah, so I'm not worried about it. It's that. very freeing. I'm it's been sure. a decade since yeah. I've actually gotten it to work, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, not for lack of trying. <laughs> no, I'm at the <laughs> age where it's just like, <clears throat> I, I just, I just, I'm, it's. It's very, everyone hates growing old, but I find it very freeing in a weird way. I agree with that 100%. That's why, and I feel like that's why you see like the guys that are like, you know, mowing the lawn with their fucking black socks and they don't give a flying fuck. If you watched the ESPN yesterday, they had Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington Redskins, trying to justify the name. And he just has his suit on. His wife is dressed incredibly. Just a suit and then white socks with dress shoes on, you know, which is a classic old man thing. Yeah. Either that or undercover cop. Yeah, <laughs> either way. He's wearing a wire. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just when you don't care. Like, I'm convinced in this, in this country, in America, yeah. when a man gets rich, like obscenely rich, his whole thing is to get the worst haircut he can <laughs> to just mess with people's heads. Like, look how hot this dime piece is I'm with and how bad this haircut is. Yeah. And I'm still getting it. Donald yeah, Sterling. this rich. Donald Sterling, Donald Trump. All of them. Yeah. Yep. Just, it's insane. Yeah. Well, Sterling was doing that thing where, like, he's, like, in his 70s and, like, every, you know, facial, everything white. All of a sudden, the next day, just jet black hair, like Asian color black hair. Yeah. Like Billy it's Crystal like, Black. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. What was that? The, looks uh, awful. The Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> joke about the the hair replacement. No one will ever know. And you're like, everybody knows. Oh, it's like a toupee or something. Yeah. Like, no, no one can ever knows. tell. I, everybody can everybody tell. Everybody can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On stage, like, hey, bypass, who's wearing a um, toupee here tonight? And nobody ever does it. Like, oh, don't worry, we we all know it. I guess because I've had my hair my whole life, and like, I don't think I'm gonna lose it to a point where it's gonna be that that I I don't care. But I just feel like now you can have a bald head, and it's not that bad. You're Patrick Stewart. You're still the number one on the call sheet. Yeah, handsome man. 
See, I'm all about that, man. Just let whatever happens, happen. As long as it says I'm ahead, it can turn whatever color. I'm not going to be fooling anybody. And I feel like if you're 50 and bald, you're still fine because I just think you're... A guy in his 50s is still prime real estate. There's a bunch of chicks out there you can see. There is that moving back. Remember when we were little and you're like, you'd have been like, man, 40 years old. You'd be like, shit, man. I'm going to be married. I'm going to have a house. I'm going to have a... You know what I mean? Like yeah. the what our perception at age sixteen of Matt probably has was. all that. <laughs> no, <laughs> Matt probably has all but that. But like our perception hey, of that. If it's back the then. difference between reality and perception, I always go with perception. Yeah, I'm there not going to talk you out of perception. Of there we yeah, go. I have all those things. Sure. I know what you mean, though, Jason. I agree, and also too. What, to, to, Do you feel like frontiersmen's that we were the first one? I think yeah. Now the patio's fell outside. Now, we're the first that we were the trailblazers here, and everyone followed our lead. Yeah. We're the Lewis and Clark of the uh, <laughs> making me the Sacagawea. The, yeah. the Lewis Clark and Squiggy of uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lewis Clark and Squiggy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I found as I've gotten older, I still care what people think, but it's so much less than when I was like I'm 20 what's good Absolutely. people you know I, and now I, I you, you develop the tribes and you know I enjoy the fact that you guys like me and that we're friends that's not go crazy well you yeah, you <laughs> we love you but you like try and reach out to people and you realize when the wagons have been circled and if you're not a part of that it doesn't bother me as yeah. much as it used to no yeah, I'm really in a place clicks and everything as I, as I get older and I decay I just realize that you know it's just like it's so out of your hands. Yeah. People are going to have perceptions, warranted or not, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. And they, especially in Hollywood, you deal so much with people's wreckage of their like high school years and all that stuff. And it's just like, those are the good old days. Like, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. That was. You ever go back home and you meet a friend? He's like, you remember that day, man? We and were just still, hanging out. We just took our notebooks. We set them on fire. And then we ran. And, and I was like, what? Weed. And I'm like, what was your name again? <laughs> Dude, I thought about that every day since that happened. And I'm like, 22 years ago? Yeah. Kenny Powers had the best line about that. He's like, you know, some of us go out there and live life, you know. Some, some of us end up taking those old memories and replace them with cool new memories. And oh, <laughs> amen. Yeah, I'd always like, I've had some great, like, chapters and lives, and, but I always like to think the best is always ahead of you. Of course. You know, well, you're if you always don't, you're going to put a gun in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look at those, there's, the, through the window, there's three old men who are hanging out, they're having lunch. They look like they've been friends for decades. Yeah. That's a, that looks like a quality life they've had. Uh-huh. We, we go in, they're, they're really just one some parole officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a Coke, Coke Anonymous yeah. meeting. Yeah. I can't stop, Dave. I can't stop. <laughs> so are you playing in a, a, a basketball league this year? I'm in, I am. Hope with Michael Jordan's are back. I actually have the uh, the form filled in for uh, for the season. We've retooled. Oh, in the comedy store? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, we've had a bunch we've of people on our team eye. that just, just can't. We've actually added one. Willie Hunter. Willie's good. We are. Uh, we just had a bunch of dudes who couldn't make it, and what really hurt us was our one playoff game. Uh, Mark Funston couldn't make it, and he... He's a big post possession. Well, he's a, our offense runs through him. We go in and out. You know I call him White Howard. Yeah. We literally run the old Orlando Magic offense, which okay. was dumping the mark, everyone claps, he dumps it out, and we shoot from the outside. We have that, too, with Kareem Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. Kareem is good. He talks smack. No, I... It's between I him and, and Glassman, yeah. and I like both of them. Yeah. For I I I have to beat them. Kareem's good, dude. Kareem talks I think he more smack. He did. Yeah. What's yeah. that? Maybe like San Diego State or something. Yeah. Kareem played Division One. He's he's the linchpin of our whole team, and I like unabashedly say in front of everyone else. He might like, be the best player in the league. Weird huddles and stuff. I was just like, look. Let's all give the ball to Kareem because he's the best player on our team. Uh-huh. I mean, and it's that you pass it down, you get a kick. And the thing is, I'm you know I'm six two, two hundred pounds. I can get in the post and box, but it needs to come through him because we have like Chris Pleasant. Yeah, he's like a three yeah, point shooter. I like him a lot too. Chris can hit. I tell people. I saw him last night at the store. I told him. He just texted me on my way over here. Oh, yeah. He's deceptive. Yeah. Which is weird because he is a black guy. Right. And you're like, whoa. Like when I saw Chris Blackburn, I'm like, Chris, you can really play. That's amazing. It's like, 
what? I'm a black guy. What do you mean yeah. I can't play? Yeah. But Chris will go out there and he can hit like five three-pointers in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And turn the game around. 100%. In three minutes. I have to get back. Last season I was so busy I never got a chance to go down. I missed half the games too. Let me tell you something. I used to go to this Y near my house. And there was these kids who were coming in their 10th, 11th grade. And they were such smart asses. Ugh. And I was at the point where I'm like... I'm 40. Do I want to start? Because it's going to go one or either way. Do a fist fight with a 15-year-old? Because they, that's yes, the only I, way. That answer is yes. Because the only way they're going to not talk smack is for me to start swinging on dudes. Right. Or and that's win. why I quit the gym. Win. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. Even dude. if you win. doesn't matter. These kids didn't care. So I quit the gym. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to go. I really don't want to go. And I'm not going to take shit from 15 $35 a month. It's like, eh, that's yeah. fine. I'm, so there's a couple ones near my house I'm going to go to. The place where Ben Glee played uh, basketball against Magic Johnson. Oh, really? That 24-hour fitness is near my house. I might go play there. I play at Venice Beach once a week. Really? Sometimes twice. Yeah, that's where I You know what I'm going to start where playing I play. is paddle tennis. Oh, I will play anytime with you. Really? Yeah. Really? Do you paddle play? Paddle tennis is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's I, like, I would love it's it. Because like, I love ping pong and I love tennis. Yeah, it's so right it's in like, the middle. It's like 50% smaller than it <coughs> Really? Or you can just run and... Now, is it a ball? Did they put a hole in the tennis ball? Is that how it doesn't have no, as much? it's a real tennis ball. Oh, okay. But um, you go to, like, like there's this bikini, like, like, shop or, like, a watch store. Any one of those places right near the Venice Boardwalk... Yeah. ...will... They have paddle tennis paddles for rent, and it's, like, 10 bucks for a couple hours, and you just go out there, and there's 15 courts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, Open up the gate and you're like, uh, next. And that looks fun. It's really fun. That's amazing. I play tennis too, but I like paddle tennis more because you yeah. don't have to cover as much. And you can get longer rallies because it's easy to hit it where people aren't yeah. in tennis. Especially if it's just one Yeah, person. because it's such a big, it's a I bigger play, court. And I can't remember the last time I played tennis. I'll play tennis with you. Kurt Fox, man. Like, oh, yeah. Well, great. Players. Mike Costa. Like, Oh yeah, internationally well, he's, he's ranked. Sponsored, yeah. What do you get ranked? Like 120? That's still. That's uh, yeah. Think of in the world of how many people are on the planet. You're the 120th best tennis player in the world. Right. That's insanity. That's nuts. Probably as comedians go, he's probably the best tennis comedian. You know. Probably. Uh, probably. <laughs> let's rank. Let's rank baddest ass sports to play. Like I, I think. What do you, you mean? Like in terms of like. Leisureness, uh, money, uh, golf, accessibility to golf. rich people. Oh, I think it goes golf. tennis, golf, and baseball is a weird thing because you, you went to a baseball game. It's an old man sport. Everybody just stands around until maybe something happens. And you think about it, a third of the time the guys are up, something's going to happen. Right. And if somebody hits 300, that's one out of 10 times. Yeah. They're multimillionaires and household names. Yeah. Well, yeah. three out of 10 times. Three yeah, out of 10 they times. fail seven out of 10 times, and they yeah. are very wealthy for doing so. Yep. And, yep. dude, I mean, a great game is when nothing happens. Just think about they that. pitch a no-hitter. Oh, man. The greatest game you could do is a perfect game, nothing happened. Somebody about somebody this somebody delivering day. uniforms to a hospital. Somebody needs new somebody purple needs smocks. New scrubs. I was telling someone the other day, it's like, baseball needs to stop going, how do we get young people to watch the sport? And I get why they do it, because right. young people have disposable income. Blood. Like, 13-year-old girls are artistic terrorists. They've, caused, they've waged holy jihad <laughs> on arts and <laughs> intellect. Okay? They have destroyed what we worked over for centuries of human beings. 13-year-old girls have taken down, completely dismantled, and we now worship useless human beings. Yeah. You know why? Because they're the ones that pay for art still. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. They're the ones that buy CDs, well, babysitter. Marketers yeah. who are who dot who are, have dead souls. Every time, anytime I meet a, a kid who's like, I'm like, what do you go to school for? Market. I'm like. Run, run as fast as you can. Have a soul. Stop looking at people like numbers and percentages. But anyways, but I digress. Oh, hey, look at this food. Well, well, well. Wow. Thank you. Steak and eggs. I was like, what? Oh, Tebow, did you win today? I think you're winning. Do you have mustard? Oh, it'd be great. Can I get a top off of the coffee too? 
Do you need uh, Fantastic. hot sauce? Uh, I do not. Okay. Thank you, though. Um, I've said so, this before, but my favorite thing about baseball is it can be boring, but unlike other sports, it's not, this? it's not clock-based. It's over at the bottom of the ninth, even if it's like yeah. two hours or five hours, sure. and you're never in a position where you can be like, all right, time to pump the brakes and run out the clock. Yeah. Thank you. You play until it's over. You want to warm up, honey? Alrighty, boys. And my favorite part is when... I had to make sure I had some for him. Oh, okay. I'm sure. Thank you. I respect the hell out of that. Coffee for everyone. Put it in your arm, all right? There we go. I am. Perfect. Thank, Thank you. Um, and everyone's favorite part of baseball is the ninth inning rally and comeback. Yeah. So you can't turn the game off and not to think that it's going to happen. That's why when people like leave the stadium, you're like, well, yeah, you never can tell. I'm telling you, as a, as a man, you will always... As in your your teens, your twenties, you're gonna like football, UFC, boxing. But as you get close to the forty and turn forty, you will always start to love baseball because it's the speed that you like, which is I can zone out, not think, do anything, and occasionally something's gonna happen. I think football is so boring. It's also one of the sports where like you can be watching it, take a nap, wake up, and be like. Oh wow, nothing's happened. I haven't missed anything. <laughs> well, you know what's so funny is like the NFL has a real problem in that they can't sell tickets. Nobody's going to live games because the, the well, one. The, what are you talking about? Every stadium sells out except for like Tampa. There's only like three teams that get blocked out. No, they have a real problem, man. People would rather watch the game at home because it's such a great television sport experience. It's one of the. It's probably the best. I watch. I, I can. I can tolerate the NFL red zone. You guys have the red zone. Does he work on that? I work on it. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Where it flips two games when something's about. It's to the happen. best. Yeah. My least favorite part of football is when like it's the one yard run and then they get tackled and then like two minutes later they huddle up and they come up with a new play and it's just like ah. That's why live football is the least exciting sport because there's so much. Ah, oh, stop. Mm. Absolutely. It's not nearly as exciting. Like bas- like I love basketball. I love basketball. So I can watch it live and watch it and watch it on ba- on television. I think baseball is 90 million times better live than it is on television. 100%. Oh yeah. It's good. That's part of the experience. Plus, you can go get a giant pretzel and a beer. Oh, Smell yeah. the park. The Dude, the guy before me. The crack of the bat, the roar of the crowd. I, they I, they should the Dodgers should come up with an app where you, if you're at the game you can listen to Vince Cully call the game. I agree. As you're there, the Dodgers are taking the field. Another magic night in Elysian Park. He is a treasure. Treasure. Yep. And then they just re-upped him. Yeah. And uh, Nancy B. Heffley. You know the stadium organist. But that to me comes down to. The difference between men and women. I know I'm gonna sound like a hacky comic, <laughs> but men love achievement and tradition. Men really love it. Like we love that. Like this guy achieved this much, and we want to hear what he has to say. And he has the right to be there as long as he wants. That's why when you look at the difference between like the E Channel and like. Dodger baseball. I know it sounds like two crazy things to compare to each other. Right. Whereas, like, women always want shiny and new, shiny and new, shiny and new, shiny and new, shiny. Guys like achievement. Right. That's why we like Joan Rivers <coughs> instead of Melissa Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> what did you I do? Love, I yeah. love Joan Rivers. Have you ever listened to her talk? Talk uh, 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 Stand up? It's yep. amazing. Yeah, she's only done it for 60 years. Yeah, true. Did you guys see a piece of work? No, what is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically, it's not Netflix, it's Joan Rivers, when they just kind of profile her, it's a documentary about her. It was about an hour and a half, Jason? Yeah. I thought it was great. And she's completely honest, too. She's just like, ah. And then you see, like, her apartment and how she lives. It looks like the Russian tea room. It's amazing. <laughs> but... It's good. I, rec- I recommend it. And I will watch. I need to start getting more into Netflix. I was for a short time, and lately I've fallen off. Yeah. I noticed that they don't hold on to programming indefinitely. 
if something like loses its license, like um, I was having a talk with Henry Phillips. You guys know Henry? Yeah, very yeah. well. I and love his, him. I love him too. He's a very He's nice guy. Really the great best. guy. Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, his movie, uh, Punching the Clown. Yep. Which is brilliant. He's, ah, we're doing great. Things. He said. He told me he's trying to work on a sequel for that right now. They're working on it now, but yep. I guess it, it was on Netflix, and then they the studio or something they didn't renew the license, and so you can't see it on Netflix anymore. But I, I just thought like it's like like YouTube, like once it got loaded up, it's just like it's there, but yeah, that's the, not the case. The Netflix ethos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really funny movie. If anybody. Uh, it's the most accurate representation of stand-up comedy I've probably ever seen. It's probably up being there. a road guy, you know. What is the new movie that the Coen brothers put out? Hmm. Inside. What was the name? The guy about the singer? Llewellyn Davis? Oh, Llewellyn well, Davis. Did you see it? Yeah. I saw it. I liked it. I liked it. But let me just say, if anybody ever wants to know what it's like to be an entertainer in Los Angeles... It's that scene where he drives all the way to meet that manager who just signed the guy who slept on the couch like him. And he just delivers this insanely amazing song. Mm -hmm. And the manager looks at him and goes, I don't know how I can make money off that. That right there is what it's like to be an entertainer in Los Angeles. I couldn't agree more. Uh Because you're like... I mean, as you're as you sing it, you're touched, and you're like, oh, that's, "That's awesome! That's amazing!" <laughs> it's show and business. And some people only think business. Nah, nah, he's too old. Nah. And then, uh, not to spoil it, but at the end of the movie, he does this like open mic, and the person that follows him is Bob Dylan. <coughs> and it's so clear that Bob Dylan has this swagger and yeah. something surrounded him that's just he's going to be a star and this other guy's going to be Llewellyn Davis yeah and I was like wow and then he gets I mean I don't want to ruin the movie but it's a great movie dude I, I enjoyed it I thought the singing was amazing yes I gotta find that scene on YouTube and I just want people to watch it go this is what it's like to be a stand-up comic in Los Angeles. Yeah, or an actor, or a director, writer, or all the arts. Any anybody aspiring to anything, where it's like you do all this work to put it into your art, and then then you go like, right there, you should be happy. Where we're like, hey man, I got this great joke, or I wrote this great song, or I made this great movie. Yeah. Like, as an artist, you're done with it once you've created that. Right. But you have to go like. How can I monetize this? How can how can this keep me alive? How can I pay my rent with this? So now <laughs> you are subject to the person that has money. Their opinion matters more than the people you created it for. Yeah, 100%. Well, you know well. what I mean? Now you're like, man, I hope this guy with a shiny belt buckle likes my tune. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not even where it came from. Right. But you need that to sustain right. existence. And right there, that... You know what I mean? That's where it gets that's, weird. That's where the art becomes disjointed. Where it becomes, where 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 creativity and capitalism have to find some equilibrium point. Well, I'm charging fifteen dollars for my ticket. I hope that doesn't alienate my core fans. Yeah, oh, so, I know. Oh like, how are we supposed to sell? Like everybody's giving away free t- like LA. It's like I'm almost done with live shows in Los Angeles. Interesting. Because nobody paid like my naughty show. People are like, when are you doing in LA? I'm I like, probably never again. Yeah. Yep. I'm trying to get in Vegas right now. I'm going to bust my hump when I get it out there. And because people will pay out there to see entertainment. Absolutely. But I, uh, LA, it's I like everybody's. What? I saw it in the main room at the comedy store. I thought it was unique and awesome. Thank you. And it cross pollinated to a lot of different fan bases, you know? Yep. Well, the biggest problem with that show is that I let people define it as an, uh, an adult film star show, and it's not. It's yeah. like, that's one part. It's really more of a variety show. Yeah, I agree. But if I actually, if you actually were somebody who came down and looked at the crowd and looked who walked, it's more than half the crowd is female. Yeah. Maybe because Tebow comes out half naked every show. Sometimes. He's got that crackhead build that the ladies <laughs> This guy gains no weight. Yeah. You should you should hear it sometimes when he tells me. He goes, guess what I ate today? And I got to play this game called How Much Did He Eat and Not Gain a Pound? Oh, he gets so mad. We went to a Dodger game. You know that all-you-can-eat right field pavilion? Oh, yeah. The best. The best. 
as a fan to go, you know, I go to, a, you know, basketball games, football games. I, do, I, I enjoy going to everything. Yeah. That might be one of the best deals in sports. It's got to be up there. 40 bucks. Not only do you get your ticket, you're in the outfield, so you get a chance to catch a home run and batting practice. Right. So you got balls coming at you left and right. Trippin knows what I'm talking about there. They know, they know exactly where most of the balls are hit. Yeah. So if you buy tickets out there, you'll be you'll see go on like sub up to like $40, $40, $20, $40. So they know exactly where most of the balls get hit to. Yeah. Yeah. So they charge accordingly to whether you'll catch a ball or not. Interesting. But so you're on the pavilion. It's all you can eat. Hot dogs, popcorn, nachos, uh, peanuts, so- soft drinks. Me and Tripoli are like, let's have a fucking, let's see who can eat the most thing. <laughs> I mean, I definitely out ate them or whatever, but at one point in time, like, both of our arms are going numb. I'm like, I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Pushing the corn dog towards We were not good. And I think it was like a, like an earlier... Like a five, I don't know. It was like an earlier game. That, those are my favorite ones to go to. Yeah, we're in the park for sunset. Yeah, the best. And then we had a gig after it, and we're at the gig, and both of us are like, I do not feel good, man. Like it's starting to hit me now. Mm-hmm. I should not have had like six Dodger dogs. Well, Tebow's hit me up. He's like, I had a, I had a, pop, a whole pizza pie, <laughs> a pint of ice cream, <laughs> two burritos. <laughs> In one day, it's like nothing. It gains no weight. Yeah, now I'm heading to lunch. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. <coughs> That's hilarious. That is great. That is How long have you been in LA? Um, 16 years. Oh, me too. Yeah. Love it, regret it, hate it, love it. Love it. I love it. I love LA. Me too. I mean, I so hate many... the traffic. That's it. There's too many people here. I have a joke I say. I, I love Los Angeles. I just think it'd be a lot easier to get around the city if a million people gave up on their dreams. <laughs> and everyone, it never fails to like, especially here in town, people just like, yes, because there's so many cool things. There's so many, you know. Like, Dude, they, you should have to renew your dreams once a year. <laughs> or you, you should have to like prove your that you're working on it. Yeah. You should have to prove that you're actually working on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the last time I went to a Dodgers game, have you guys been to the, um, the shortstop? Yo, yeah, of course. They had like three dollar. If you have your ticket, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can just like walk to the stadium from there. And it's there's so many. Th- I mean, we're sitting at a Bob's Big Boy across from um, the Falcon Theater, which is owned by Gary Marshall. And he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna have one up theater. Nowhere in the world. Yep. I love it. You love it? I love living here. Me I'm uh, emotionally attached to it. Me too. As much as like the industry drives me crazy and traffic, and the industry really doesn't drive me crazy. I don't, because you know, LA. It's like I said this on Burke Kreischer's podcast the other day. It's like you're always one day away from living your dreams. Just Amen. one day you get that call. I can't tell you within the last month where I get that call where it's like, really? And they're like, you know, and we're, you know they're moving you know towards what? it. That is so well said, Sam. And that's really what. Uh, uh, attracts me about this as well because if I was doing something and and, and, and I'm not n- knocking anybody but some sort of job where I'm like I'm going to do this day in and day out till I can finally afford to retire mm-hmm. like I couldn't live like that to me but this what we're doing where it's like hey man no matter how bad things are you're just one right place right time right set right move right audition right anything from like it being lights out yeah. I actually am flying to San Francisco on Monday. Um, I got uh, I got booked on this job for AAA, the oh, car insurance thing. That's great. Um, yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. But to your point, I didn't go and audition for it. I got a call from my agent. They're like, "Yeah, we we have you on uh, hold for this job for AAA." And I was like, "You know, you go on so many. You're like going through your mental you and like, even, yeah. I don't." They're like, no, no, you didn't go in on it. The, um, the producer just called and just checked if you could do it. So I was like, um, y- y- yes, yeah. I will I will do that. And so you booked kind of, it? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, Thanks, man. dude. Yeah. And I didn't, it was one of those things where the collective force of just hanging out for so long, you know. Like, oh, thank God. It's, uh, it's what is it, a commercial campaign or something? Hmm. No, You'll be somebody. talking to, like, a... Flow? You'll be talking to a lizard. <laughs> no, it's some industrial thing. 
I don't know what they're going to be using it for. I know they do a lot of things now where it's just ads that are specifically for YouTube. So the commercials are like two minutes long. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I really don't know what to expect. But when I found out I got the job, I started emailing bookers. And so I'm doing working during the day and I have stand-up shows at night. And it's just like, it's... How do you want to see your life when you think about being a comic? You're like, I'm going to be on the road and doing shows and yeah. working and so. You know, man, at the end of the day, everything's <laughs> about peace. Are you at peace and everything? It's not happiness, it's peace. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all. Happiness is fleeting. It's here and there. It's one well, it's second. Like it's like happiness is a feeling just like sadness. People think happiness is like a goal that you're going to get happiness and then sustain that for eternity mm-hmm. yeah hey man now that i'm happy i'm just gonna be happy dude it's a feeling it's studies, like sadness like anything it comes and goes studies have shown that uh no matter what happens you have a certain level of happiness that you tend to stay at mm-hmm. you know an example of famous people who are still depressed and then blow their brains out it's like they get everything they think it's gonna be happiness that isn't it and they blow their brains out so you only have a certain level of happiness that no matter what happens, it goes up and down, and that's either great news or horrible news. Yeah. But you can find peace at where you're at, what you've done, and where you're going, which you can totally change. Yeah. Yeah. No one tells you when you've made it. I say that all the time. But you have to decide for yourself. Making like, it is, is so weird, too, because you know, there's a, I know some famous people, and some of them, are one of the, some of the most talented people I've ever met. Some of them are not, and I'm not trying to knock anybody. It's more about the people who are famous, like, like I know, like Whitney Cummings or, or Vince Vaughn and stuff like that. Just by the way, you see, he's up for uh, True Detective. He's doing it. But I, I will tell you that one, I've worked with them. They're extremely talented. Vince Vaughn, I saw him on stage. This is like eight years ago when he used to come by the Comedy Store. And, I mean, he would walk up on stage and he just was doing improv with comics, lighting everybody up. Yeah. Immensely talented. Super hard worker. But even that, to a degree, there's a degree of luck that comes along with it. It is like winning the lottery. A huge component in this industry is just random. I I don't even call it luck because luck sounds like there's magic involved. Randomness, right? So the spin of the wheel, and it lands on you, because so many people out here are talented and, and and haven't quote unquote made it, but if they get that opportunity, so it becomes like how much work have you done? Yeah, you know, if you've been doing stand up for a long time, you haven't had your own special yet or whatever. When you do get that opportunity, how much time can do you have the same yeah. fifteen minute set that you just have over done over and over, or are you a monster that uh, that's just undiscovered? Right. And also, too, once yep. you get people's attention, they're like, oh, you did, oh, you did this, oh, what else, what else have we got? You know, and meanwhile, you have, like, the two movies that you've written and the five pilots yes. that you have, and, like, oh, I also have a book idea, you know, so you can just, like, oh, here's this whole picnic you basket. You literally have crap. to be a five-tool player. Yeah. Right. Or have the money to have people help you. <coughs> right. That's my biggest... If I could go back in time, <laughs> but if I could, I would go back and I would start coming up with television ideas and I would put out more hours. Yeah. Now, I didn't call them specials, right. hours, right. because that's where I think they're kind of at. Not everyone is special. Like I think, <laughs> I think calling your hour specials like giving yourself your own nickname. You know, right. like you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Right. We have to should be able to vote on it, and if it reaches a certain thing, then it becomes a special. It becomes a special. But right. it starts off as an hour. Uh-huh. Hey, here's this hour. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, the, I, I, you know, it's like my last album, Believe in Yourself, available on iTunes, came out, and it was... I uh, it was great. Oh, thank yeah, you, Yeah, congratulations, man. I was very happy with that, but that was a culmination of uh, many years, because I, I wasn't putting out specials yet, because I kept holding out thinking I would do it as now, an and then at some point, I'm like, why am I... Just holding out. Let's just put it out. And I thought it was an hour. I thought it was like one hour of just quack, quack, And I realized that as much as I do podcasting and all that stuff, and I've had a TV show, and I have a couple clips on YouTube of my stand, but I really didn't have any like stand-up footprint on the internet for people to go listen and hear what I have to say. And so it's been put out, and the response has been great. I mean. No negative whatsoever. Maybe one or two nitpicking trolls. things here. Yeah, trolls. One guy told me, oh, blah, 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 did a joke about that. It's like, is it the same joke? 
What, which joke is it? Crackheads in the trees, which is a real story. That's a real. That really actually happened to you, though. Yeah. So it's like I can't talk about that at all. As long as it's not no, no, the no. same topic and the same take on it. Listen. Actually, yeah, Jim Gaffigan did a joke about bowling. You, you can't touch bowling. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what do we do? Oh, right. Okay. So I go off on the the uh, the one guy on Twitter. You know. I deal with sobriety and all this stuff. Like, I'm really in my... Trying to get out of my own way. Right. Because, you know, I'm just a guy who, like... I like to go for it. Yeah. I don't believe in... Hey, let's hey, let's have a glass of wine. Like, I'm I'm Led Zeppelin, dude. Yeah. That's what I want. And you can't live your life like that. Especially if you're not Led Zeppelin. Here for a good time, not for a long time. Yeah. Whoa. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Those guys who have nothing to lose scare me more than yeah. anyone else. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I just thought, like, there was a score. People were keeping score, and I want to set the high score. And you realize at the end of the day, nobody cares about that. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. Right. What was my point of this story? I had a point. Uh, somebody on Twitter. Oh. So he's putting these numbers up to deal with sobriety. And it was just numbers according to something in sobriety that I was working on. One guy tweets me and he's like, dude, come on. Bro, you know that numbers joke. That's a blah, blah, blah's joke. I go, what numbers joke? Dude, you come on, bro. You know what I'm mean. That's blah, blah, blah's. I'm like, Dude, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Block. And then I just block. Uh, I think we're doing great. I think we're ready for our, our check. Thank you so much. Um, maybe I'll do one more. That would yeah, be one more. Fantastic. Come on. All of you. I want to get messy high off this coffee. Oh, I thought you were reaching for your wallet. What were you, um, so, so he says you're stealing a joke that you wasn't even a joke? Yeah. That's I go, hey. Hey, I go, hey, comedy police, take that sheriff bag, shove it up your ass. People love that. People, <laughs> love them. people that, that's one thing that, like, you know, because, like, through podcasting and stand-up and all this, on the social media, a lot of these people that love, that are, like, comedy connoisseurs that are, like, fans of all of ours are, we're lucky to have, they take that a little too much. Well, you know who said it great? I was watching um, The Nerdist. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Chris Hardwick on, um, and he did Excellent. Another guy who's incredibly talented, hard, but worked his ass off. Yeah. He was on. He was on uh, uh, Bill Maher show. Yeah. And they were him and Bill were talking about trolls. Yeah. And he said a really great thing. He goes, trolling is just simply emotional snapshots. Yeah. Of like someone just emotionally reacts to something, puts it out, because then you go, dude, what are you talking about? They're like, oh man, I, I'm a huge fan. I was just joking. Yeah. Right. It's like amazing. Right. It's just right. an emotional snapshot because everybody has a fake name. Right. Now, Easy Breezy One Two Three thinks I'm a dick. Yeah. No. Well, the biggest thing is that the biggest thing is that Facebook. You know what? Say Facebook. In my opinion, <coughs> and granted, I don't work there, and I'm just right. I have no clue of fucking you know how the internet companies work. But people start making you use your Facebook account to sign in. To comment on stuff. So therefore, you because you have to use your real name on Facebook, or so they say. <laughs> right. So if you like, hey Matt, you're a piece of shit. Fucking hope your whole family dies. You can click on that that thing, takes you to their Facebook, yeah. and now you can put a real name to that. That changes, I think, a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's no Sam, more anonymous. Why did you say troll- that about? Like, it's coming from you. Oh, it's, it's your mom. <laughs> it's your mom's. My mom's Facebook page. My uh, mom thinks I'm a twat. What? Why? Uh, well, I, I I guess we're gonna wrap this up. Is there? Where would you like people to troll you? Hashtag this? Are we going to hashtag this podcast? What is a hashtag, by the way? I think it's just... Pound sign, okay? Fucking pound sign. I love you. Right? It's not hashtag. It's pound whatever. People look at me, I'm like, what? Pound. Are you you one of those people that feel like that's a number sign and you guys stole our number sign? Yes, exactly. Do you hate that gay people took the rainbow, too? No. Okay. I just hate cell phones. You hate cell phones? Yeah. Yeah. Corrupting the world. They really are. They are. I want to get a flip phone. Especially when you work You've been in the saying that for so long. Oh, I bet. Like father, daughter come in, or family's coming in every. I'm like, you guys want to text me a drink order? Like, that's so Look fun. Up, communicate, yeah. speak to each other. Yeah, yeah. right. I have a little eye contact. You yeah. know, and then everybody on the freeway now. Everyone driving. What are they doing? They're all. 
It's so Just interesting that we feel like we can't miss out on. I, I'm just Mine's speaking in for my trunk. In my trunk. While I, I need to be like okay. you. It's nowhere on me. Versus in her back pocket. Everybody else in their back pocket. Yeah. Mine in the trunk. I'm working. I don't need to talk to you. Right. Just talk to you when I get out. You, you know can where wait. I'm at? Exactly. Right. What's so important? I'm being sued. I can find hey, out about that at 6 o'clock. Hey, how are you doing? Can I get you a drink? Yeah. 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 Is it God? Is it God? Can you not say, hang on, I want a Coke? Like, who are you talking to? By the way, God on Twitter is hilarious. Are you following God? No, but now I need to start. Yeah. Are you on Twitter? Uh, well, a little bit. God on Twitter is hilarious. He's really funny. I love to check him out. Yeah. That and uh, Florida Man. Florida Man's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check out. And follow these guys on Twitter. They're professional comedians. If you like puppets. Jason Tebow. And you like puppets? I like puppets. What are your guys' names? I'm at Sam Tripoli. A.K. the Puppet Master. Here's my card. This is a podcaster. Whoa! You do it right, bud. Yeah, you do do it right. Thanks. Yeah. Matt doesn't mess around. What was that again? Sam? Tripoli. What? You do do it right. S-A-M-T-R-I-P-O-R. Like the shores of Tripoli. Look, no, Matt. Yeah. This is actually the perfect time to plug uh, where I can find you. The Teeb. T-E-E-B. At Sam Tripoli. At the Teeb. Teeb. No, Teeb. T-E-B. T-E-E-B. Yes. T-E-E-B. Yep. Yeah. So follow at Sam Tripoli. Follow at the team. SamTripoli.com. We really, uh, the naughty show. The for outside here. Absolutely. Am I going to be on your lunch conversation? And when you yes. come, ours, say speak. hello to Megan. Uh, she's fantastic. Exactly. Killing it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. She's the, she's the one not on her phone. Exactly. <laughs> there is the guy. All right, that was it. Episode 46 is fun, huh? Uh, Bob's Big Boy is happening. Uh, thank you to Sam uh, and Jason for making time out of their schedules to hang out. Find them, support them. A high tide raises all the boats. Uh, speaking of support, do us all a favor. Subscribe to the Grabbing Lunch Podcast on iTunes. You can get the newest episode downloaded to you automatically just by clicking the subscribe button when you find Grabbing Lunch on iTunes. And it really helps the uh, the ratings for the show, too. Uh, Grabbing Lunch on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, GrabbingLunch.com, at Grabbing Lunch on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash Grabbing Lunch. Um, if you're listening to this, Thank you. Uh, new episode Saturdays. Uh, we will see you next week. And in the immortal words of Russell Simmons, thank you all for coming. God bless. Good night.